Hello, and welcome to LWML On The Go, the official podcast of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League. I'm your host, Eden Keefe. Today, we are continuing the series titled Unlikely Servants by Lou Garchow. These thematic studies were written to encourage women to dedicate their lives and work to the Lord in spite of their own shortcomings. The biblical women chosen all have chinks in their armor. All have been handicapped by something in their lives which might seem to make them unworthy to serve a holy God. However, these women, loved and forgiven, were chosen by the Lord to fulfill a specific purpose for Him. This is the devotion, Miriam. Miriam is based on the accounts found in Exodus 1, 22 through chapter 2, verse 10, 15, 19 through 21, and Numbers 12, 1 through 15. Who does he think he is, this little brother of mine? Psychologists tell us that birth order within the family has a great effect on each child. Firstborn children, they say, are often achievers. They tend to walk and talk earlier and have a larger vocabulary at an earlier age. Firstborns have a tendency to act cautiously, hoping thereby to avoid making mistakes. They tend to be perfectionists. Miriam, who was the oldest daughter of devout Levite parents, was the sister of Aaron and Moses, who was the youngest of the three children. Girls of Old Testament times were taught the responsibility of running a household at a very early age. Miriam undoubtedly learned how to prepare food, bring in water, and take a major role in the care of her younger brothers, all under the watchful eye of her mother. It was during this time that the Israelites had become a large nation of people in Egypt and, in the eyes of the king, a real threat to the security of the nation. They had lived in Egypt for almost 400 years, having begun their pilgrimage there while Joseph was the ruler. Jacob's family of 70 had grown to well over a million. They were a powerful workforce in the expanding Egyptian economy, especially after they were forced into slavery. Their numbers continued to grow, so Pharaoh issued an order that all male children born to Hebrew parents be thrown into the Nile River certain death for each little boy. Moses' parents, along with countless others, were horrified at this directive from the Pharaoh. They were about to have a child, and when the baby turned out to be a boy, they were called on to use their imagination and ingenuity to keep him alive. They hid their tiny baby for three months, always fearful that their secret might be given away and their child brutally taken from them and drowned. When Moses was three months old and hiding him was no longer possible, Moses' mother decided on a course of action to protect their son. She fashioned a papyrus basket and coated it with tar and pitch to make it seaworthy. Then she laid her infant son in it and placed it among the reeds so common in Egyptian waters. It was at this point that Miriam, the older sibling, was called on to do her part. She was to be the sentry and to report back on what happened to Moses once he was in his little boat. All of us are familiar with the ending of the story, 
how the Egyptian princess found the baby in the basket, had compassion on him, and rescued him from certain death. Watching from a distance, Miriam then asked the princess if she wanted a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby. And she went and got her mother, who then received her son back. Moses stayed with his parents until he was old enough to be taken to the palace where he was given the finest education and the best of everything. Little is heard of Miriam until God called Moses to be the leader of Israel who would lead his people back to the Promised Land. The Bible calls her a prophetess who took a tambourine in her hand and sang and danced once the Israelites had crossed the Red Sea in safety and the Egyptian army had perished in their attempt to force the Israelites back to Egypt. She held a position of honor under Moses' leadership. It may have been that he felt gratitude to her for her role in saving his life. Perhaps he had given her a position of power because of family loyalty. Later in the journey, however, both Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife. While using Moses' wife as an excuse to speak against him, their real reason was jealousy. They asked, Has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Hasn't he also spoken through us? Numbers 12.1 They were jealous of God's close relationship to their younger brother. They felt slighted to think that the youngest of them would be accorded such a great honor while they were given less. The Lord heard their words and called all three into his presence. Coming in a pillar of cloud, he asked Miriam and Aaron why they were not afraid to speak against Moses, with whom he, God, himself spoke face to face. The Bible says that the anger of the Lord burned against them, and when the cloud lifted, there stood Miriam, leprous. Aaron pleaded with Moses to intercede for Miriam, which he did. God, however, punished her with seven days of leprosy, after which she returned cleansed. You can read about that in Numbers 12, 5-15. Jealousy is described by St. Paul as one of the acts of the sinful nature. It brings about discord in the home as well as in the church. Jealousy has no place in either. Who would question God when He chooses to bestow His blessing in unequal measures? No one should. There is a lesson in the example of Miriam, who chose to question God's motives in his dealings with the members of her family. And yet, God forgave his servant in her weakness and continued to use her in his service. Will you pray with me? Lord, it's so easy to look around the world and feel that we have been shortchanged. Do not let jealousy get in the way of our family and church relationships. Help us to be thankful for all the blessings of body and soul you give us so freely each and every day. In your name we pray. Amen. This has been the devotion Miriam from the series Unlikely Servants. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of LWML On The Go. If you'd like to read any of our devotions or check out more of our resources, please visit us online at lwml.org. 
A special thanks to the Hymnal Project of the LCMS Michigan District, performed by Peter Prochnow for today's music. My name is Eden Keefe, wishing you a grace-filled rest of your day.